and welcome to another episode of the Fundamentals Podcast. I'm your host, Harley. How are you guys doing out there? You keeping well? I hope you are. If you're not, and if you're feeling a bit down, well, I've got just the thing for you. I sit down to talk with the one and only Gemma Hurst from Skip to the End. And the topic of conversation, it's BTS, the Korean pop band. I know, I was just as surprised as you are when Gemma suggested this, but I really thought this would be an excellent one to dive into because honestly, I know pretty much nothing about these guys, but they've been making waves in the media. So Gemma very kindly gave me some of her time to explain why that is, how she found them, what they've been doing with their fans and the many causes that they've had a very, very powerful impact on. There's really so much that we get into in this conversation. It was such a pleasure to sit down and talk with Gemma about this. I learned so much. I hope you guys do too. Um, if you want to know more, I put links in the description where you can find the bands and their music. So, without further ado, let's get to the conversation. This is BTS with Gemma Hurst. Hello Gemma and welcome to the Fundamentals podcast. Hello, how are you? I'm very, very good, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, thank you very much. Um, you know, I'm sitting here in uh, the sequel of lockdown uh, mm -hmm. lockdown 2 electric boogaloo and um yeah they usually say like the sequel isn't as good as the first one so fingers <laughs> crossed <laughs> yeah hopefully it's a lot shorter and um yeah not, not as destructive as the first yeah one. fingers uh, for the budget cast as well please <laughs> yeah yeah that's what that's what i've heard so i mean um yeah thank you for, for giving me some of your time on this uh we're thank talking you. about a topic that has been in the media a bit more recently for different reasons which i'm sure we'll get into and we're going to go a bit more specific on it but uh, to sort of open up in generalities we're talking k-pop so what 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 got you to um first check this out this whole genre of music how did it begin for you well i mean my background of music is more things like you know the clash the white stripes the strokes so I kind of went into all of this very, very blind. Um, I think probably like everybody else, I was very aware of uh, Sai's Gangnam Style, which was yep. uh, that kind of ruled the world at some point a few years ago. Um, but how I kind of stumbled into it really was I was sort of checking my Facebook feed one day and you get videos that play automatically. And so I was just scrolling and I came to this video of these seven Korean men uh, performing on America's Got Talent. Now, normally I would have continued scrolling, but I have no idea why I decided to continue watching it. So I put the sound on, I watched the performance, and I was so impressed with sort of their teamwork, their chemistry. The song was a bop. And I don't know, there was just something really kind of fun about watching it. So I watched it again, and the next thing I knew, I was seeing what they were called, what the song was called, if there was an album. And it kind of started from there and I kind of free fell lovingly into the genre of K-pop. And it's, um, it's a day I don't regret because it's, uh, it's so much fun. And when you find out about what BTS are kind of all about in their, their kind of their background and how they got to where they are, it's actually quite inspiring to, to kind of follow and see. So yeah, it wasn't accidentally falling into uh, enjoying K-pop for BTS. It was kind of like, Ah, I feel like I'm home already. So it's uh, yeah, it's remarkable. That's, that's a really lovely story. Thank you for, uh, <laughs> for sharing. So, um, as you touched upon there, that there's quite a few bands. There's lots of different people you could look into for this because I mean it is an entire genre of itself. So mm. of course, there's loads of artists. Um, uh, you mentioned Psy, of course. I think everyone who's probably been to a wedding in the last ten years knows that yeah. song. Um, yeah, exhibition uh, function, work, do the works. Absolutely. Exactly. Any, mm. Anything when there's a dance floor and one too many drinks, you're going to see it. But cool. um, more importantly, there's bands out there like, as you mentioned, BTS. So why don't you tell us a bit more about them and how you um, well, how you came to know them? Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, BTS, they've been around since uh, 2013. So they've been around uh, sort of the music industry about seven years. Um, and yeah, like I said, I mean, after watching this performance on America's Got Talent, I decided to find out a little bit more about them. And I was expecting just, you know, bright coloured videos, you know, bubblegum pop kind of music. 
but I was actually really shocked to find that it was something completely different and something I would never expect. Um, you know, I, I found out that their music has evolved over the years. Um, they actually sing songs not just about falling in love or finding that one person. You know, they hit upon some real social issues. So they talk about or they sing about mental health, um, youth, loss, grief, um, you know, acceptance and loving oneself and individuality. So the, the range of their songs is actually a lot deeper than I imagined that the genre was. And I kind of feel... A little bit foolish about assuming that it was going to be one particular style of music but um you know their their lyrics really have sort of helped i wouldn't just say myself but i would say sort of a, a large number of people and i think that's why they've managed to kind of tap into the the western audience because their message of sort of self-acceptance and love is actually a really powerful thing and i think it's certainly turned a lot of people's opinions around of the genre as well as the band very interesting. Yeah, I've just got a little profile up here on um mm. on Spotify. So BTS stands for I think the Bang Bangtan Boys. Oh, Bangtan Sonyeondan, which uh, uh, translate yeah, it translates into bulletproof Boy Scouts. Um, but but over the um I'd say over the year or the past two years, they've kind of modified the meaning to be called Beyond the Scene to kind of reach a, a wider audience. But yeah, they are always Bangtan Sonyeondan. <laughs> Awesome. No, I love that. Um, and again, I've, I've sort of did a very light Google search, as I said uh, mm. earlier, because I didn't want to know too much. But yeah, it does seem like you said there's a lot of like, looking at them and sort of looking on their profile. I do find it interesting that they seem to encourage actual individual personalities. Because mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but like, I, I, boy bands are a genre that I do not care for, quite frankly. Um, if you do out there, that's fine. But I often find one thing I didn't like about a lot of boy bands, you know, particularly Western ones, was that they were all the same. Yeah. And, you know, and they would claim, oh, but this is this is Steve and this is Dan and his character, yeah. he's the bad boy and he's the nerd. And you're like, why? Because he wears glasses. Is that his defining character? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but looking at these guys and they all have their own profiles and their own stories and it, it seems mm -hmm. like it's quite a... Yeah, tell us a bit about that then. So they, do, they definitely seem to have their own individual thing going on. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that really shocked me when I started to learn a little bit more about BTS. And it wasn't just, you know, you had a, a lead singer or you had a lead dancer. Um, the more you got to know them, the more actually you realise that each member contributes something differently. Um, one of the great things about BTS, too, is they have their own individual projects. So you've got um, three particular members um, known as the rap line, so the rappers of the group. Um, they've each released their own uh, rap mixtape. So you've got uh, RM, who released, um, who's released two. You've got J-Hope, that released um, one, and Sugar released one earlier this year, uh, D2, which is his second one. And their individual styles are completely different to what you would normally hear in BTS. So with RM's music, um, he's known as the leader of BTS. So his mixtapes are very, um, almost very chilled. They're also very kind of reflective because um, he's been incredibly open about battles with depression and trying to understand how to love himself. And I would certainly say his mixtape certainly is almost like you're in a dark room and he's there with you and he's telling you it's going to be okay, there's problems, but you're not alone. And I really like the message of kind of his mixtape with that. J-Hope is more optimistic, he's more positive, he's very, there's a lot of sunshine about him, so he does real sort of like upbeat kind of rap. And then you've got Sugar, who is, he's kind of more about, he's almost like a sort of a pessimist, so not necessarily in a bad way, but he looks at the world in a very cynical view. So in this first mixtape, uh, Agusti, it was kind of very, you know, a sort of a, a finger to the world and, you know, being incredibly candid about his battles with depression. Whereas D2, the most recent one, it's more about he knows, he knows more about himself, he knows more about the world and so therefore he's not attacking it as so much, he's just observing it. Um, so I really love the fact that each of the rappers are incredibly different to each other in terms of what they do in their styles. But also with the vocal line, um, with the other four members, you've got Jin, Jonggu, uh, V and Jimin. They each have completely different uh, musical styles and the way how they carry their voices. And, 
you know, even when you do listen to, especially um, sort of the, the last three albums that they've done, each one of them has an individual track. So it's not necessarily like what you would see on X Facts where you've got three Steves, two Deans and a Simon thereabouts. Um, <laughs> you've actually got um, individual pieces with individual songs that really suit their, their style and personality. And, and because of that, it's why I would certainly say that they're, they have a different take on what was normally associated with a boy band. That's really cool to hear. Thank you for, for the <laughs> insights there. And um, as, as you said, you touched upon it just there. I think this is one of the reasons why they, they and, and other groups, it would seem in this genre, have become more and more, you know, perhaps mainstream or getting more media attention is because they seem mm -hmm. to comment on issues, um, like you say, such as mental health. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems that they interact quite positively with their fan base and with the audience. Oh, gosh. They very much, you know, engage that way. So I mean, I'm going to say, have you seen much of that yourself, sort of deep diving into them as you have? I've now, I wish I could say I'm quite a young person. That would be a complete <laughs> lie. I'm not too far off of my 40s. But that's another conversation for another time. Um, so I. 25. Oh, you. I'll give you the center later. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, so because of that, because I'm a little bit older, I've, um, I've seen boy bands come and go during my time. I've lived through the years of New Kids on the Block, Take That, Backstreet Boys, everything. And being fans of those bands, I, you know, the way how they used to interact with their fans would be via MTV, would be uh, CDs, albums, singles, concerts, tours, merchandise. So you kind of get an idea of how boy bands interact with their fans because fans are usually portrayed as screaming crazy girls. BTS, I would say, is completely different from what I have seen in the past with boy bands. Um, the way how they interact with their fans is so respectful, so, you know, it, it welcomes them in and it, it, makes, it makes the fans feel like they're not just following a band. They're actually following people that they can get to know. So um, with BTS, they, they have uh, variety shows where they do, uh, you know, 40 minutes of activities or they do some fun things. So they, in the past, they've done shows where they've gone on a sort of like this theme park where they have to try and, you know, Right, you know, think of a word and memorize it and then go on a roller coaster. So that will kind of jar them a little bit. They've done um, sort of cooking um, episodes. They've done all sorts of different types of challenges like treasure hunts. And it shows sort of their fun kind of goofy side to the fans. They also hold um, live streams. So they will um, do uh, on an app called VLive where they, you know, they just record and just say what's on their mind so they're almost like talking to yourself at your home um so I, I really think that's lovely and i know uh, the past few months obviously with lockdown the amount of content that they've given to fans again unlike anything i've ever seen they're allowing the fans or army as they're known um this side where they're not just an idol they're just like us you know they have the same fears the same insecurities the same passions the same frustrations and it's it's something that I commend so, so much. And I think that's why a lot of people do feel very connected to them, that they're not just, there's not a wall, there's not a veneer there. It genuinely feels like they want to be there for fans and vice versa. And I mean, yeah, this, these past few months, you know, they've done an online concert for fans. They've, um, you know, they've kept in touch as to what they're doing in terms of their current album plans. Um, in next month in October, they're going to be doing a uh, an offline concert um, for them again. So there's there's a heck of a lot of connection there. And, I mean, they even did like a, an art gallery earlier this year to connect with fans and art. I mean, it's it wow. just transcends upon anything that I've ever seen with with boy bands in general and I wouldn't even call them a boy band and um, they've certainly kind of gone beyond that kind of um, that label yeah it certainly sounds like it I must admit I had no idea that they'd gone so far and mm. I think that's yeah, that I mean, interaction that's yeah, so important it, isn't it uh, massively and I think especially with this year I think probably this year is kind of the the shining light of how well connected they are with their fans um they've always been really great over the past few years and over in korea over in sorry south korea they'll do fan meets and you know they'll want to kind of meet fans face to face 
Um, but this year, you know, they've been very open and said that they too have struggled with uh, lockdown, with obviously COVID-19 restrictions, and they're not trying to hide anything. And I think that's really, really important when you're trying to connect to a fan base. But they, I'm just, I'm really, really astounded as to how much they've helped fans and not just fans, but myself as well. You know, I mean, it's, I, th I would be lying to say that every day has been a, a holiday. Every day has been great because it really hasn't. It's been really, really bad. Um, but through their music videos, through their songs, through their concerts, through, you know, their live streams, you know, they really do connect to people on a level where you don't necessarily feel like you are on your own. Uh, I just find that so comforting. Yeah, thank you for your honesty there. That's um, <laughs> it's very candid, but yeah, yeah, I, I have to say that again. That was something that caught my eye just in passing, like on Twitter and the media, sort of seeing that there did seem to be this very positive vibe coming from that genre and from bands like them. And you're right, especially right now, it is very important and. I don't know about you, I, I feel like in general with music that this is becoming, I don't want to say more common, but I think it's, it's getting better in some ways, in that, it, and maybe it's just social media, but I felt like when I was sort of a teenager growing up, a lot of these guys were, you know, whoever, whatever music you like, you, know, you have your favourite artists, and they're almost like demigods, you know, they're like, they're like perfect people with no problems, mm -hmm. and, you know, and, it's, and you're just waiting for the music. But I feel like now... And as you say, with live streaming, with social media, with it, and because a lot of them are trying to be more engaged with fans and, and interact with them like that, you do see a more 360 picture of the individual. And I think that's more, that can be a bit make or break for some people. That can be quite endearing if people mm -hmm. handle it right. And it can be a little bit destructive if, you know, you've not got the most, you know, nicest personality <laughs> and what have you. But I, I have to say, I just think it's very nice to see that with this band in particular, from, from what you've been saying, your personal experience, that's definitely the case. They're using it very well, very wisely, and not only for themselves, I mean, not to be cynical, not to say that, mm -hmm. oh, it's just generating more revenue, but they're doing it because it seems like they genuinely care, and they're trying to put the positive energy out and say, look, we're all struggling with this, but here's a funny video to put your mind off things, or here's what I'm feeling right now, and if you can relate to that, hopefully that helps. Absolutely, and I think it stems from how they've, grown up in the industry over in South Korea because I mean the story of BTS as well is actually incredibly inspiring you know they they came from an incredibly small entertainment company where they were the only band on the books where in um, Korean music you have these great big industries where they've got so many bands and singers and they create idol groups and obviously they make so much money for the company and they came from this small little company called Big Hit that didn't have anybody else. And so they they didn't have the luxury of money being invested into them. So they didn't have expensive designer clothes. You know, they didn't have the means of, you know, getting a really nice place to live in. And, you know, they would have to decide whether they wanted food or get the bus home. You know, and because they were from a small company, they didn't really get the, um, the attraction on music shows either. So they would be promised a spot on a music show only for it to either be canceled at the last minute or they record it and it not get shown on TV. So they really had to fight tooth and nail to get exposure. And because of this, you know, they generated a, a small base of fans at the time and they were so interactive with them. So they would organize fan meets. They would organize, you know, like them selling shirts to them or selling, you know, signed things to them. And it kind of went from there. So it gradually snowballed, but they were talking and singing more about their own experiences. And in K-pop, as mentioned earlier, that was unheard of. Nobody would ever dream of talking about the fact that being in school, they didn't have a dream. They didn't know what they wanted to aspire to. And it really resonated with um, a lot of people in South Korea at the time. They said, actually, that's a really good point. Gradually, that music started to spread throughout the world in the Western culture as well. And gradually and gradually, they'd start fighting and getting more and more exposure. People were starting to understand who they were. And as such, they finally hit the, the big time. So I know that obviously the past month they've hit big with uh, their first English language speaking song, Dynamite. But they've been around for so long and they've really had to work hard and tooth and nail for it. But it's I think their success and certainly the reason why they are so successful is because people recognize how much they've had to work hard for where they are. And it, it resonates down to, like you mentioned, about the engagement and 
you know that that social interaction they have with the fans and it's if anything i would certainly say that a bond between bts and army the fans i've never seen anything like it nor do i think i will but it's it's a really lovely community to be with because not only that i mean the fans are incredible themselves um sorry to go on a tangent here um but i but i really i really feel like you know the fans definitely need some kind of credit because they are such wonderful people um they themselves are inspired by bts because bts are spokesmen for uh united nations they recently just did a speech um about loving oneself and they have a a program to end violence against children across the world and what army do what the fans do is um every every year on a member's birthday a member will reveal that they have donated um such amounts of money to a charity so the fans will do the same thing they will also raise money for good causes so they've raised money for um you know sort of um nature reserves they've raised money for animal charities and um, children's charities making sure that you know breakfast clubs are available and um probably one of the most impressive donations they've recently done so over the summer bts donated i believe about over one million dollars to black lives matter the fans were so impressed with the fact that they've made this huge donation and realized that they were part of the movement that the fans decided to do a match so they wanted to try and match a million dollars for a donation to black lives matter and that was achieved under 24 hours good grief (laughs) the fans are incredible and it's it's really good to kind of see that they're not, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't paint that, obviously I'm being a fan myself, I wouldn't paint them as crazy individuals whatsoever. I think these are really clever, astute people of all ages, of all genders, of all ethnicities, of all religions, of all of, of everything. And it's the respect that they have for the band as well as the band having the respect for them. And I just think they are there's a reason why bts are winning awards winning fans breaking records on youtube views and concert sales um they really are an inspirational bunch of people that's incredible thank you mm-hmm. for sharing that i mean <laughs> i had no idea that that, that had happened again i knew yeah. they, were, they donated and they would had some involvement with with the black lives mm. matter movement but i didn't realize to that extent that's incredible yeah um, absolutely and it's just it's just really it's a very proud thing to know that the people that you're kind of almost associated with mm. believe in the same right things. Yes. You know, you know you're following the right people when they're when they're actively saying, you know, Black Lives Matter. It's not a case of yeah. targeting one particular, you know, thing whatsoever. But it's so important to have that kind of platform and use it right. And they're mm. they're going above and beyond that. That that is, and like you say, it sadly it feels like sometimes you know it's the opposite isn't it you, you just sort of mm-hmm. get a threaded headline of your favorite artist or somebody turns out to be an absolutely terrible person because yeah. you know, they like beat their spouse or use kids or something horrendous like that and you think oh for goodness sake so it's it's quite refreshing to have as you say a, a, an artist that are not only using their platform incredibly well mm-hmm. um but are also encouraging their fans to do the same and sort of keep spreading that that's um yeah, that's actually left me kind of speechless. I didn't realize mm-hmm. to that extent. Yeah, and it, it's kind of it's nice to let people know about this because I think on paper, um, I think people just take it on face value and say, "Oh, look, here's just another boy band." Right. But I, I strongly disagree with that because they've really made such an impact on charities on people's lives on the music industry i i certainly you know i do believe bts have paved the way for a lot of uh k-pop bands you know the likes of blackpink who are starting to break through twice um mamamoo red velvet exo um but on a personal level too you know i i would certainly say that they really have made a difference to to me to my life um you know and um the reason i mean it, it kind of goes along with how i kind of got into them so about two years ago i got a trap nerve in my shoulder and it i couldn't move it for about eight weeks um you know i was in pain a lot of the time 24 hours a day i would wake up if i if i did go to sleep just absolutely in pain and it was it was a really traumatic time and so i couldn't work for a, a number of weeks because i just couldn't move so i i spent a lot of time at home incredibly sad you know really trying to work out when this pain was actually going to end because it was awful 
and during that time that's when I started getting into BTS and watch their videos and you know I, <laughs> as any BTS fan will say you know I just wanted to learn what their names were one day and um, I went down the YouTube hole of all these different videos all their music videos that their, their dance practices that they do um, and then finding out a bit more about their story and how they got to where they are now and it really did sort of make a belief in myself that you know I can get through this dark time if they could get through that dark time too and I would say that it's kind of helped me recognize that you know I'm I'm a good person like anybody else is and start believing in myself and it's not until you start translating their lyrics into English and you realize what they're talking about and what they're singing and it's so sincere and I, I just can't thank them enough for making me realize I wanted to know a little bit more about them and learn their names and more about their songs because I, I do believe that that was probably the best that was one of the best days I've ever kind of decided to act on something and I have absolutely no regrets. That's brilliant. And again, it's just <laughs> nice that you've been able to turn what's, you know, a very unpleasant experience to say the least mm -hmm. into something so positive. And yeah. <laughs> and um, I just think it's interesting what, what you're saying there regarding doing the research. I mm -hmm. think that's great. And it's nice to see that you got a positive reward out of that yeah. by going the extra mile. It's, it could be quite easy sometimes, I think, to listen to stuff like that and go, well, I like the beat doesn't really matter what mm -hmm. they're saying and, and just yeah. forget about it but no I think it's good any sort of foreign language bands um is always good to go and check out what they're saying because you'll like you say you'll get the extra level then you go oh oh okay yeah. they've, they've really thought about this massively and um about last year they headlined um Wembley Stadium which they sold out to um they did two nights there and um just one of the, just such a fun and brilliant evening they really do put on a show and the power of their lyrics um, and how it connects with the fans. So there's uh, one particular song uh, sung by uh, one of the members, Jin, called um, Epiphany. And, you know, on first, when you first hear it, you know, he's got a really beautiful voice. It's a lovely melody. But when you actually see what the lyrics are all about, it's all about accepting love for oneself. You know, I'm the one I should love in this world. You know, it's such a beautiful message. And there was these two really sweet girls beside me and just tears running down their face because they really connected and got the message of the song and then you know then I realized oh oh no I'm crying too oh crumbs how does this <laughs> even happen but again that is that's just the power and and I think this is why it, it sometimes amuses me when people say oh well you can't understand what they're saying it's not about that and I I I'm of the belief that music really does transcend anything that people are trying to say normally. You know, you can say, you know, oh, how was your day? But if you sort of sing it and say it in such a poetic and sincere way, you can really get that message across into a way that hasn't been tapped yet. But it is, it's, um, it was a really extraordinary moment. And I think that's why you don't necessarily have to worry about there being subtitles because that's, you know, people are going to complain about that then all for them but yeah it it really is about the connection and that you can hear the the meaning when those when those words are sung yeah well thank you and and i would say that I, i'm a hundred percent um with you on that i mean just to lower my camera slightly i'm a big believer ah, lovely. my guitars for anyone wondering why I just put it <laughs> um, i'm a huge advocate for that in music um I, mm -hmm. I'm totally with you. I agree. You can say something with so much more power when it's gotcha. with, back with music. And of course, that comes down to you can be you know, cynical and go, well, that's because certain harmonies and sounds make us feel certain ways. Yes. And isn't that awesome? Isn't that mm -hmm. like magical in a way that we can do that? Um, so like you say, if someone's like these guys have something powerful to say, then, yeah. you know, more for them. And as you said, even more reasons to then go and do the research because um, absolutely i agree sometimes i've there's certain songs of certain bands that i've heard that i don't necessarily understand the lyrics but i can tell from context of what they're saying or how they're singing it that mm -hmm. oh this means something to them this, this this sounds like they're pained by this and you go away and look at the lyrics yeah. and, oh that's why it's a quite a tragic story they're telling or you know that there's so Abs much you can do so it sounds like yeah. bts is one of those bands where if you get the sense from that 
go away and look it up because you'll be rewarded. Oh, goodness me, yes. And I think that's really evident from their, their most recent album, Map of the Soul 7. In the past, they've sung about, you know, struggling with, you know, growing up and, you know, the, the realisation that this dream that they're supposed to have isn't all it's cracked up to be. And Map of the Soul 7 kind of touched up on where they were right now, you know, about the fact that they've realised their dream. Now, what's next? You know, um, do they do they carry on? Do they stop? Do they do they look to other ventures? Do they, you know, why are they doing this? And it's it again, there's sort of standout songs like um Louder Than Bonds that kind of, you know, they're trying to understand why they're there and why they're doing this. At Black Swan especially, you know, what happens when they fall out of love with performing? You know, what what if they decide that, you know, what they're doing right now is their last performance? How are they going to feel after that? You know, it it completely goes against what is to be expected from, you know, pop stars or, or musicians. You know, people you know have to i think we live in a society where we're supposed to like bottle up our feelings and not reveal too much about ourselves because you know people may use that against us but again i see that as kind of bts's um strength i see it as you know their superpower their vulnerability and their openness towards how they feel in certain situations i think is much more powerful than just keeping it secret and just letting it be yeah i mean yeah, very very well said there. And then I just I'm sort of taking that in. I I've never heard of it's very rare that you hear of bands discussing very openly in their music concepts like that, like where they're at and is this the end of the road and things like that. Mm-hmm. Especially in pop music, because I, I have to admit, out my hands up, I'm not a huge pop fan. Like a lot of mine, I've met, I've been, I feel like I mentioned this on nearly every episode, but um, <laughs> there like the four interesting things about me. <laughs> I love sort of the rock and metal genre and that's just what sticks to me and it's what I love playing and blah, blah, blah. but I was thinking about this the other day like what draws me to certain artists or certain and it's authenticity mm-hmm. and it's because I, and I feel that and this is probably true of what is often peddled on the radio these days not all radio stations of course but mainstream is it's a lot of fluff it's a lot of nice sounding stuff I can I can call out the chords and the key it's going to be in and it just doesn't do anything for me and then you hear an artist, you know, like these guys, it seems, that will bear their soul. And have. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I also love the fact that what you said earlier, that they've worked from the ground up. I respect that so much more than people that have just been handed a million dollar mm-hmm. contract and given everything. It's nice to hear people that have built themselves from the ground up because I, th- I feel like they then have something to say. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. And and I, I think... I think because um, K-pop is known for manufactured bands, which, you know, the, the majority of bands out there are, um, you know, and, and they're themselves, they audition to be into a band. But when you're not given anything and you want to try and build as much as you can, you know, that's where the real hard graph comes from. And that's where I think fans kind of identify the authenticity of somebody as opposed to somebody who like said just gets handed to it on a plate yeah big time and, and it, that seems to me then that that's probably why they've been able to do what they do and bring their own voices to it and talk about mm-hmm. the things they want to talk about because they're not under some management's thumb you know, no no you're just going to do pretty yeah. songs about pretty people with pretty problems and mm-hmm. you know it'll be a hit and we'll auto-tune you and don't worry about it it sounds like they've been given free reign because they've built themselves up to... and again that's something I love about a lot of artists that I listen to is people that have worked from the ground up mm-hmm. and they have that creative freedom to say do you know what I'm going to say what I want to say and you, you just yeah I think that comes across more in music I don't know about you I feel like music's one of those things where it's very hard to fake it it's very hard absolutely to be insincere i feel like you know and i always challenge this with, with certain pop bands people go i like this band I'm like yeah but do you really like this artist mm-hmm. like, think about yeah. what they're saying do you really identify with what they're saying and they go well not really i just like the beat mm-hmm. like, okay fair enough it's that's, that's, that's yeah. all you get fine but i, I like you I, I like to go a little deeper and say well, what are these guys saying and why are they saying it and as you say, it seems like when you do that, particularly with this band with BTS, 
but you get rewarded for it not only in the music but in the fan base and in the community as well and with the artists so there's if anyone out there is listening and they've never thought to either look into these bands or maybe even just start with your favorites mm-hmm. do it because yeah. this is the kind of thing you get out of it and these are the conversations you can have with people and yeah you can meet some really awesome people and if you're especially looking at bts by the signs of it you can affect some real real change you know that what they're doing is no small matter to donate as much money as they have and mm-hmm. did you say they, they were doing stuff with the united nations did i hear that right yeah yeah there that's right they, there you go yeah they did they um they did a, a speech i believe it was yesterday actually um commenting on obviously the what has happened with the world in terms of COVID 19 mm. and again they were very very candid about how it's made them feel but their oh. message um, carried a lot of hope, a lot of light, and um, they kind of closed their speech with "Life goes on," and I mean that's such a remarkable thing to tell people of all ages. You know, like right now, this is probably of our generation. This is one of the worst. You know, this is one of the most challenging things that we've ever come across. You know, where it's not just affected a couple of people or a country or uh, you know, and certain nations. This is worldwide, and I think you know if we can get through this if we can you know somehow find the positivity in sort of this this world of darkness right now we can overcome anything and having i mean this is why i mean it's almost like a double-edged sword the fact they're so they're recognized at the moment with the song dynamite this song was born out of COVID 19 if they weren't under lockdown if they were carrying on with what they were planned on doing with their tours, this song would never have been, wouldn't even seen the light of day or wouldn't have been created. They specifically wrote and did this song to give their fans something to smile about, something to look forward to, something to make their day a little bit more positive. And I mean, goodness me, for, for, for a band to create something or an artist to create something to make their fans feel better, like, you know you're supporting the right people when they're doing things like that yeah absolutely and it is so um it's so important to do that um slightly off topic but also on topic um (laughs) (laughs) you just reminded me because you mentioned about them streaming and doing all this extra stuff i don't know if you saw this there was an interesting article that came out a while a few weeks back where i think the, the head of spotify said words to this effect that you know it's not enough for artists anymore to just drop an album because a lot of people have been complaining that they don't get enough money through streaming and that's right it's true but i've listened to a few other people discuss this and they've all brought up exactly this point which is that well maybe you should be doing more with your fans instead of complaining about you know the way that the music is consumed yeah um engage more with the fans do stuff with the fans and whether that's live streams which are now available whether that's making videos whether that's Mm -hmm you know, promoting, you know, doing giveaways for merch and things like that to sort of get more attention. Well, you, mm. you have to basically make it your full-time career and give back to the people that give to you because that will endear people to you and that will sort of build up a nice back and forth and it will help you cope. And it's been really interesting. Again, I'm in a different musical world, but it's been really interesting to see how artists have reacted and some have absolutely embraced that, have jumped in with both feet and gone, Do you know what? I'm just going to jump in front of a camera and talk to you guys. And that's been really cool. And like, yeah, like you say, it's nice when you're sat at home feeling a bit rubbish because you know, you have, your holidays are cancelled, but oh, yeah, this band I like, or these people I like are now kind of talking to me and doing mm-hmm. stuff. And there's all this yeah. extra content I can check out. And do you know what? I will buy a t-shirt and I will, you know, donate mm-hmm. to this and, and it makes you feel good. And there's this nice, and there's others that have just sort of sat down with their arms folded and gone, oh, it's not fair. And it's like, well, yeah you know what what do you expect so i again i I, the more you talk about it, the more i'm like i'm definitely checking these i've listened to one or two songs already and it is really catchy so i'm like i'm gonna have to go and yeah deep dive and sort of save more and more yeah definitely and uh, i mean the the cool thing about them is like they don't just stick to like one type of genre and especially with some of the solo stuff i mean if you're more into sort of heavier hip-hop i would certainly recommend um sugar's uh agassi's uh albums um if you're looking for something very reflective then rm's um you know mixtape is uh, mono would be worth it um but again like 
how you mentioned about you know making sure that the engagement is there that you know to keep in touch with fans um fan the the fans of bts love nothing more than seeing them happy so they would happily you know watch them like run around a hyundai showroom looking for clues to crack a code and having a laugh like that there's something so why not there's something really therapeutic about it just watching them having a laugh just interacting with each other and and really sort of showcasing their genuine friendship they're not just doing it for cameras you know and um not only that i mean they've they've released sort of films that show them behind the scenes during their world tour so they've released about uh three i believe now um but again it allows the fans to not just see them as their stage personas it doesn't allow you know it doesn't just say look this is what they're like when they're playing you know like on a a water theme park you know this isn't just them it actually shows them sort of when they've just walked off stage where they're exhausted like you've seen you can see footage of them just collapsing from the sheer amount of energy they've just used to going back to the hotel and just kind of reflecting on what has actually just happened where they just performed in front of 80,000 fans and then it's bang that they're, they're in a hotel room on their own like getting food so I love the fact that they they aren't afraid of showing all the the multi-facets of who they are not just their on-stage personas but also their authentic selves and they often comment on their songs about you know should I be this person or should I be me and it's it's so refreshing to know that it's we're not just seeing a one-dimensional caricature of what they're trying to portray in the media i mean this was evident in like the 90s and with boy bands before them or pop artists before them it is so refreshing to know that they are just like us they have the same they have the same feelings the same thoughts the same worries the same insecurities so it makes you feel a lot more human and i, I know you, you know obviously shouldn't like try and you know you know reflect our ideals onto them but at the same time knowing that we are all the same is just it really does help um especially in not just times like what we've seen this year but i think for pers for people with personal battles it really does help knowing that you know you can find solace you can find warmth and comfort into songs and music but bts i think are probably the shining light of making fans feel that it's okay to be them and i think that's one of the most wonderful messages i've ever seen coming from a background of the clash the white strides the strokes you know i i truly believe that they are such a good force of nature for for people to to admire and follow and, and enjoy that's that's awesome. I love that, and um, yeah, my my sort of background isn't too dissimilar to to yours, so I think I'm definitely mm. I have no excuse now. I've got to check out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's worth doing it. I mean, I had a DJ on the other day, and um, we talked about all of that stuff, house and you know jungle, all this half the stuff I don't know. But I found mm. myself going back and listening, you know, to all sorts of stuff like Swedish house mafia and pendulum yeah. and again it's it's nice to broaden your horizons a bit and so this sounds absolutely, like absolutely absolutely i mean you said this sounds like a band that is well worth doing for a, a number of very 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 positive reasons mm. yeah and i think i think that's great because you know we shouldn't have to have this tunnel vision of what we like and what we you know and what we don't like i think you know that's the great thing about music you know you can interpret it in any way you want to and or you know listen to it as to how the artist has intended on listening to it but i think you know the main forefront of it music should be fun you should enjoy music music shouldn't have to be taken so seriously you know it's it's there for everybody to enjoy and it shouldn't be exclusive for one or two particular people you know i think it's healthy to kind of see what's out there and and try new things you know or listen to new types of artists and genres but music is for everybody it should never have to be homogenized in any single way absolutely and this is a recurring theme throughout this podcast and it will continue to be so <laughs> because it's kind of my aim um is to kind of avoid the gatekeeping the the sort of you know that because i've been guilty of it in the past and again this is part of why i'm doing this is it's good to broaden your horizons and as i mm -hmm. keep saying even if like you go away and you listen to these guys and even if after a few songs you think okay i get it but it's not quite for me that's fine that's fine no no one's saying you have to be but it's good to it's so awesome to hear um a your passion and enthusiasm for this which is what i love to hear and b 
that you know this is this is something that people want to get into it you'll get so much out of it and even if you don't even if you at the end of the day it's not for you that's fine and it's good to sort of you now have a deeper understanding of why people love this kind of thing and so yeah. hopefully you won't feel the need to just write it off or be a bit mean like mm -hmm. me, me and mark talked a bit about this on the last um episode we did and he kind of went off on one and I was like, I totally agree. Where he was saying it, there's no need to be horrible <laughs> just because someone likes yeah. something you don't like. And again, it, it that seems is like this, exactly it. this community obviously doesn't encourage that. You know, they, they seem very, very no going, very like, hey, come check it out. There's loads here. Get stuck mm -hmm. in. If you don't want to, that's fine. But we're still going to carry on doing what we what we do because we love it. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, and that's the main key thing about this, you know, you don't, if you don't like something, you don't have to chastise anybody for liking it, you know, nobody should ever have to feel guilty about liking a music genre. And I think um, BTS fans, um, K-pop fans in general really do get probably the worst brunt of it all. Um, and I, I think I, I started um, to discover that when I started listening to BTS and saying, oh, yeah, I really enjoy their music. And you would be met with things like, what? Who? Like, they don't even sing yeah. in the same language. And I think, sadly, I think that's incredibly small-minded. I think, Very, you know, people, yeah. if that's the, the go-to excuse they've got, then goodbye, enjoy your life. I don't have time for that. Yeah. But it just, you know, it's so sad because then you're like, you, that person or those type of people have decided they like one thing and one thing only and they're not willing to even just respect the reasons why you enjoy something and I think you know that's it, it's so it's so wrong to kind of kind of almost like chastise or burn you know fans that love this kind of music because you know if they enjoy it if you know people get so much joy out of a particular style of music or a band or a song then that leave that to them they should enjoy that and I think that's why you know, nobody should really be attacking K-pop fans or nobody should really attack anybody for liking BTS or another band of any type. You know, just respect the fact that they have passion for something that they have found a connection with. Yeah. Because I can't see a problem with that. Why would why would you want to make fun of somebody who have, has found this sort of profound love and, and want and desire to find out more about that particular band? It, it escapes me that anybody would want to would want to knock somebody for that it, it really does it i'm dumbfounded if anybody would want to do that to anybody else yeah i i agree and then again it's nice to know that this seems like a very safe community to discover stuff like that in so i'm more for that mm -hmm. again i'm with you if, if your excuse is oh i don't like subtitles it's like well okay yeah. <laughs> i'm more for you <laughs> one of those characters i think is something in the it crowd and goes like i can't be expected to read while i see things and it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> okay all right fair enough that's what you want you know? yeah. exactly more for you that's less content for you more for me exactly it's time we get more of the content ourselves <laughs> yeah. but uh, thank you for sharing that Gemma um, is there anything else you wanted to kind of highlight about them or this sort of thing in, in general well I mean they I would say they're certainly influential young men in this world um, I think that each one of them has a voice that deserves to be listened to I would say that, you know, if if anybody is listening to this and, you know, they didn't really want to listen to BTS or don't really have much knowledge about them, you know, I mean, this is my opinion. This is why I love them. So I'm not telling everybody you have to listen to them. It would be lovely if you did. But what I what I wanted to get across is the fact that this, you know, this seven piece band has really impacted me on my life. Um, in ways that I didn't even think was capable, but they came at the right point in my life. They came to a point where I needed some kind of strength and I didn't know what type of strength I needed. And it turns out that I needed the strength that they give through their, their songs and their videos and their content. And I don't regret a single day when I decided to not keep scrolling. I thought, I'll watch this performance. Let's see what this is all about. Um, yeah, they've they've really made a huge impact on my life, and whatever anybody, you know, whatever anybody finds makes an impact on their lives. Be it I don't know, be it a book, be it a film, be it a TV show, be it a band, it came at that right point of their lives too. But this is my story. Like BTS have made a profound effect on my life, and uh, yeah, 
I just wanted to say that. Well, it's, thank you. Thank you nice. for, for sharing it. it it's awesome. Thank and you, you. really highlighted the mission statement of what I'm doing here. So, I want those stories. <laughs> I want those, those things that, like you say, it can be anything. And, and I'm, I'm really happy to hear that this is yours. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was for me personally, just very enlightening. So thank you. No, thank, well, thank you for your time. It's really, really great to talk to you. And there we have it. Another episode down. Thank you so much to Gemma for coming on and talking to me about all things BTS. I had a fantastic time doing this conversation and I learned so much. I hope the same is for you guys too. If you want to reach out and say how much you enjoyed this episode, both myself and Gemma, I will link both our social media accounts in the description below. Mine's pretty easy. It's just at FundamentalsPod, both Instagram and Twitter. Twitter's is at that Gemma for her. So I also want to say thank you to those of you who have been listening so far. I've been keeping a little eye on the downloads and the stats. Not that it's all about that, but it's just nice to know that people are out there listening and paying attention. It really means the world to me that you guys care, so thank you. And again, I'd love to hear from you in person. Anything you say to me on social media will be acknowledged. I can promise you that. Also, if you want to leave a review, I believe you can do that in places like the Apple streaming service. I'm not sure about others, but if you can and you did, please tell me because I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. It's the least I can do to say thank you, really. Uh, Also, speaking of music, Spotify, all those streaming things, Gemma also has a playlist. Uh, She hasn't done it for a while, but I know she's going to return to it again soon. I'll link it in the description. It's called Reimagined. She reimagines movie soundtracks. It's really cool. She has a great ear for picking out the bands. So definitely go and check that out as well as her episodes of Skip to the End, which again, I'll put a link to them in the description below. Thank you for checking this out, and I'll be back again in a few weeks' time with a completely different guest on a completely different subject. So until then, stay tuned and stay safe.